Hello, and welcome to the Moncast. A podcast where twice a week we watch Pokemon and Digimon in tandem, and discuss the similarities and differences that they share. My name's Stevie. And I'm Sam. The score currently stands at 5-2 to Pokemon, and this time we are watching episode 8. Evil shows his face, and the path to the Pokemon League. first episode we are watching this time is Evil Shows His Face. The kids are panicking because they've searched the island, even though they did it in one day a few episodes ago, and they can't find any way of getting back home. Suddenly, plot starts to happen around them and they spend the night in a spoopy mansion because, surprise, surprise, the mansion was an illusion created by Devimon, who decides to not kill the kids in their sleep and instead send them on individual holidays to various locations on the island. Also, she breaks up the island because he can do that, apparently. Also, there's still new places in the island, apparently. No, they searched the entire island in that one day, and then they've also done it again over a couple of days. Yeah, there's, there's even more new places, somehow. <laughs> so many new places. The island must be generating around them as they're travelling. So, what did you enjoy about this episode? I like Leomon. Oh, really? I like Leomon's first introduction, I do. He's a cool Digimon. I see him being completely fine and not being hurt in any way possible. He's invincible! I quite like Leomon and Ogamon's rivalry. It's good. They both have punching attacks, which I didn't realise. I think it's a nice little rivalry that... Isn't explained at all. No, it's just there. It has absolutely no reason for existing. <laughs> it's just good. They're both good Digimon. They're both designed in nice ways. I do like both of the designs. They're little examples of good and evil, like Leomon's a brave lion and, and Ogamon's like just an ogre. I just realised why they have a rivalry. Why? Leomon believes belts for the waist. Ogamon doesn't. Wait, what? Doesn't Leomon have belts on his arms as well? Does he? Yeah. Oh my god, he does. They're having a rivalry because they want to see who have, who can wear the most belts at one time. And Ogamon actually doesn't have belts on his arms. Oh. It's the other way around. I got it the wrong way around. Ogamon believes belts for the waist. That makes it really interesting because now it means that the villain is actually a conventional one. I like how there's like suddenly Devimon just there for no reason and then possesses Leomon and Leomon's possessed voice. Does it sound familiar? It's Leomon. And it's also the voice of Diaboromon from the first movie. Is it? That, that little bit where it's like super guttural. I, I can guess why I didn't recognise it then, because I wasn't aware that Diaboromon talks in the first movie. It's only little bits. It says a couple lines. Leomon being possessed is eh. Apart from like one of my favourite favorite little bits is, Leomon is a good Digimon. I want the children. <laughs> and also, just like as a quick sort of side note, Ty's map, it's so good. <laughs> and when they're running away from Leomon... Ty drops the map and goes back for it. And Agumon's like, no, just leave the map. Ty, forget the map. It's awful anyway. So much of this episode's based around the map. It comes up so much. Like, there's that bit later on where Agumon's like, just talks about the map and, and Ty's just like giving him the, the stink eye being like, oh, well, at least he's not going to fall into the hands of the enemy. So Agumon says, oh, it's not a good map anyway. <laughs> I'm not going to do much with it. The map is its own separate character. It's the first death we've had, the first loss on the kids' team. It's Ty's map. That awful map. What else did you like? It's not really a like, it's sort of a thing I noticed. When they all digivolve, the font in, in Togemon's Digivolution is a different font to all the others for some reason, and I don't know why it's there. Why is that even worth 
<laughs> I don't know. I just notice animation things, and it just I just noticed that it was sort of a different font than the others. Okay. I don't know why, but there we go. That's something I liked because Togemon's the best, and it has to have a different font. Okay. I liked seeing all the Chosen's Digimon at champion level together, except for TK, obviously. It was nice to see the sum total of everything that's happened so far. They're all out together to fight these two Digimon, because why not? That battle was weird. They get cornered, and then they could have just easily beaten them. Like, Leomon and Ogumon had them trapped, and then... I guess Devimon causes the avalanche and then doesn't continue attacking after everyone de-digivolves. There's a lot of times in this episode where Devimon could have straight up killed the kids. Like when he possessed Leomon, he put his hand sort of, his hand came up behind Leomon and stuff. He could have done that to the kids at any point, just gone behind TK and just severed his spine or something. I don't know. That got dark really quickly. He comes close to beheading one of them with Leomon. Yeah, Devimon sucks. He could have killed them. Why didn't he? His idea of Trying to kill the kids is throw a couple of rocks on them. <laughs> that didn't work. Well, I guess I'll just do something else now. Or, Devimon, what you could have done is gone underneath the kids and taken the floor out of from underneath them and then they would have fell, fallen to their death. But no, throw a couple of rocks. Oh, that didn't work. Guess I'm going to go and make some elaborate plan. It sort of makes sense. Like he's luring them to a false sense of security, but he doesn't need to because he has these powers that he could use to kill them instantly. He could have at least killed them in their sleep. Instead of waking them up with Ogamon. If you'd just gone in there silently and just stabbed each and every one of them. Oh, that's awful. Just murdered all the kids. Use Touch of Evil on all of the Digimon. Could have done that as well. I don't think he's trying to kill the kids, though. He clearly likes the kids because he supplied... Like, the, the mansion's an illusion, but the duvets and the pillows are real. He wanted to make sure they're comfortable. I just have this image of Devimon now sort of making the mansion around him and then just sort of throwing out the, the duvets and sort of straightening up the beds like, hmm, this will be so nice and perfect. He doesn't really want to defeat anybody or take over the world. He just wants to run a little B&B. That's what he wants to do. He gives them placebo food. It's fake food, but they still feel full because they think that they're eating something. That must be the worst feeling in the world, eating loads of food and feeling really full to suddenly feeling hungry. Let's see, other things I liked... For once, Matt speaks sense, and he doesn't do it with a joke at one point. Mm. That must have happened, because I did make a note about it. I don't know which bit you're talking about. Neither do I, but it happened. There's a note there for it. Matt didn't make a bad joke at one point. And Joe references not missing hiking through deserts. This is true. (laughs) We don't miss that. They had another little moment of missing things. Yeah, the homesick thing. Because, obviously, with the mansion, what everyone gave to them was everything that they missed from home. Not everything. The luxuries. But they had like a nice warm bed, they had lots of food, they had a nice bath to bathe in. That was a nice little scene as well with uh, Gabumon being really shy about his fur and everything. And Gomamon just in the girls' area for no reason. Tentamon sheds his skin. Yeah. <laughs> jokes are so dumb. Dumb jokes are dumb. Tentamon, I very much doubt he sheds his skin because it's a shell. It doesn't look like something that he's going to take off anytime soon. Anyway, that joke seemed silly. Other likes, though, the black gears weren't actually made by Devimon originally. Mm, they were all, all, always in the island, apparently. Which brings up a lot of interesting questions about like the digital world before Devimon and before the kids. I don't see the black gears as evil. I just see them as, as a thing that exists. I just think that Devimon found a way to use them to manipulate the code of other Digimon to his will. The Black Gears are probably just part of the inner workings of the island that he's unearthed and been using for evil. His evil plan of running a B&B by the ocean, which is why he dismantled the island. You know what would have been an even better idea instead of dismantling the island? What? Submerging it. 
I don't know if he can do that because that probably requires a lot more energy because he's got to push it down constantly and it's a whole island. Whereas moving it to the side while it's floating is a lot easier. Still, I have no idea how he's doing this. I guess since the Black Gears are part of the workings of the island, or at least I think so anyway, you must be manipulating them to move the island into those separate chunks. I've got nothing else to say about this episode apart from bad things. Okay, well, shall we move on to bad things? Mine's just minor animation things like this one shot where Togemon's hair's green. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I pick up on animation stuff a lot. I listen to it more than I watch it. I don't focus in on the images too much, apart from really dumb things like overlapping hair. Yeah, no, I've not got a lot of um, negative things about it this episode. It was an okay episode. I'm happy that we're out of the repetitive cycle for now, so... For all of one episode. Stop it. Don't ruin it. A couple things that bothered me. Like, Ogamon is very inconsistent with who his alliances are with. Like, when Devimon first speaks, he's like, I will never team up with you. And then as soon as Devimon takes control of Leomon, he's allies with Devimon now. I'm assuming that he's talking about Leomon, not Devimon. No, it's talking about Devimon. Because Devimon, like, announces that he's there to Leomon and Ogamon. And Ogamon's like, I won't team up with you. And then does anyway. <laughs> And later, to Leomon, Ogamon's like, we will never join as allies, after they've just been fighting as allies for the whole episode. <sighs> Ogamon's just so back and forth with who he's friends with, and whether he's working for Devimon or not, and it's confusing. Let's see, I have one other thing as well. I'm guessing you're out of things. I'm out of things, yeah. I was just excited to not have the same things happening. He was just like, it's different. That's all it needs to be. That's not enough for me, Sam. <laughs> it needs to be good, not just different. The other thing that annoyed me was with Leomon being under control, there's a whole lot of very similar lines explaining that he's under Devimon's control or Devimon's controlling him or I want the children. Possessed Leomon's a very bland character that's just constantly explaining that he's possessed. That's it. It bothers me. It's fine. Leomon will be fine. It's not fine. He'll get unpossessed and he'll be cool and he'll be with them throughout the entire adventure. He got repossessed at the end of the episode. I know. Your life is more important. So I'm going to get possessed so I have to murder you. You other digi-dustin. My life is insignificant. I like Cleoman when he's not possessed. When he is possessed, it makes it really dull. Any more? No, that's pretty much all my dislikes. So what was your favourite thing in this episode? I don't have one, apparently. Oh, I have Devimon. I like Devimon. Its design's cool. Yeah, it's really, really cool. It's it's the devil. And also, it just looks really cool, because it's got, like, the fangs. It's got the... He's got really weird long arms, which I, I think is a Digimon thing that they do a lot. But he just... He looks really timber and he really skinny and thin and tall. He's lanky. Also, his attack's pretty awful. The one where the hand can come out of the floor behind you and stuff. That's that's awful. That, that's kind of scary. Touch of evil. Also, he's like got holes in his wings and stuff, which which makes him look all broken and damaged. I like him. Devimon's cool. Probably one of my favourite enemies. It's because we've not really had that many proper enemies yet. Even in all of the uh, season one, I think he's one of my favourites. I think it's because of the nostalgia I get from him, though. Like, there's a lot of nostalgia in this arc. Although I've realised, like watching these, that there's a lot less nostalgia <laughs> than I thought I had. It's really bad. It's replaced by, oh, oh, oh dear. I'm sure the next episode would be good. Oh. <laughs> well, the next one's got a Digimon I like in it, so it's... Oh, dear. <laughs> if I had to pick a favourite thing, I'll go with Patamon, because I, I like Patamon. Patamon's pretty adorable when it sees the angel and the foreshadowing happens. That was one thing I did like, was they did have some really good subtle foreshadowing that you wouldn't really get unless you'd seen the later episodes already. You wouldn't know about Patamon digivolving into Anjumon. 
stuff like that. Mm. I liked the foreshadowing. And Patamon's face when they're talking about how good Leomon is. Oh, yeah. He looks like a little bean. So chirpy. Mm, I'm really happy. Overall thoughts? Good episode, sorta. Mm, I've got woo plot. That's about it. It was okay. It was good enough. I'm excited that there's plot happening in it. Like, main plot. It feels like the plot is all over the place and very inconsistent. Still plot, though. Is it worth having plot if it's bad? To be fair, though, out of what the episodes we've watched so far, they don't seem to be... It's, they're not filler episodes. Each episode sort of brings something to the plate. Yeah, they bring a new Digivolution, but then the rest of the episode usually has like 10 minutes of what you could count as filler in where nothing really happens. Mm, but it, I think it's because... I have complaints like this this week's uh, this episode's Pokemon is a filler episode. I feel like there's more important things happen in every episode of Digimon, even though the episodes are pretty similar and stuff. They don't seem as fillery. But we'll talk about that when we get to Pokemon, because I have a lot of opinions on Pokemon. The second episode we are watching is The Path to the Pokemon League. Ash gets cocky again since he's won two badges and ten battles and goes up against AJ, an unofficial gym leader with a 98 win streak. Ash gets wrecked and takes it like a champ by being the sorest loser ever, even going as far as trying to convince AJ's Pokemon to abandon AJ and join him instead. Team Rocket then accidentally kidnap AJ's beloved Sandshrew, who escapes very easily and drags Meowth back with him, with Team Rocket following behind. AJ takes on Team Rocket and secures his 100th victory before heading off on his own journey to gather gym badges. Ash sucks. Just wanted to add that in there. Mm, okay, so I don't like this episode. Mm-hmm. At all. Mm-hmm. One thing I like about this episode is Sandshrew because it's a ground type. Also, it's number 27 in the Pokedex, and I'm, I was born on the 27th of November, so it's always been a favourite. I do like Sandshrew. Yeah, I really like Sandshrew. It's cool. That, and I like the fact that Pikachu refuses to fight again. Because <laughs> in the last episode, he refused to fight, and in this episode, he refuses to fight. It's given Pikachu a little personality, which is nice. Apart from that, not much else I like about this episode. Maybe Bondage Sandshrew. It's kind of cool. Bondage Sandshrew. There's like a few very little things I liked. Get yours out of the way. I'm, I'm ready to attack this. <laughs> well, I liked the intro to the episode with the narrator, where it's just like, and our heroes are, uh... And then Ash just says, what are we doing again? It's super meta. Making fun of the fact that Pokemon's going nowhere in this episode. The fact that this episode's filler. There's quite a few meta jokes. You could cut this episode out entirely and it wouldn't change the plot at all. Unless AJ actually turns up later. Mm. I very much doubt it. Yeah, no. I would love it if AJ turned up again because I like AJ. Really? I-, I want AJ to be the protagonist. No, I don't like him. Because Okay, any more good things? Team Rocket plans their intros before they go in. Okay, I did like that. That was kind of nice. That was funny. Oh, and when Pikachu's cheering in the battle at the end, he has a little costume on that I got from nowhere. He gets it from the magic prop world where they get deck chairs to sunbathe. And there's one Scooby-Doo reference at some point. There is? Sandrew, where are you? Something like that. That's not a reference. That's them asking a question. I took it as Scooby-Doo. Oh, and I really like... I like Team Rocket when they're actually being a team. Like The chemistry between them in this episode is really good. Mm. They went back for Meowth. Like, Meowth's more than just a Pokemon to them. Like, they're actually friends with Meowth. And on the flip side of that, which is a nice little segue of... Meowth being more than just a Pokemon. AJ is an awful human being. Okay. I'm going to qualify it, yeah. He whips his Pokemon, first of all, no. 
You don't do that. Do we see the whip make contact with the Pokemon? Yes, I'm pretty sure you see it. He's still using intimidation. Like he, They're basically slaves because he goes and catches batches of Pokemon, brings them to his tent that he's set up where they have to wear this restrictive clothes so they can't like function properly. And then they train constantly, constantly, constantly. He's not even spending time training with them. It's so interpersonal. As opposed to Ash, like when he was, I know he was a bit mean to Pikachu, like charging him up and stuff. But he actually put something into that. It's not like he like plugged him into a wall and walked away and did something else. At least he put effort into torturing his own Pokemon. Yeah, it's it's sort of it's in the same vein of what AJ's done. AJ sort of is is making them train really hard and putting them in a situation where they're obviously not happy and not comfortable. But at least Ash was physically doing that to them and sort of, uh, to Pikachu and helping Pikachu get stronger. In this, he's just whipping them and they've got a schedule they stick to. They can now have like a two minute break or something and then get back to work. It's awful. He's built these bondage things which he sticks on the Pokemon so that it's harder for them to move. He's a d- AJ's a d- I don't like him. He's so smug. Oh, I've, I've built this place so I can get my hundred wins before I go and do this. Ugh. He's awful. I was too busy hating Ash's guts to care about AJ. Okay, Ash is also very bad in this episode as well. He's so smug for no reason. Ash is worse. We have to stay with Ash. He's not worse. He is. He's not worse. He is. He battles the child and, and defeats the child. I like how the kids did have a Rotata, because that is <laughs> it's a nice link to the games, because you just come across trainers that have really weak Pokemon. But he beats the child and he's all like, oh, I've got these two badges. It's like, why are you fighting a, ch- a child then with a Rotata? <laughs> because he crossed his line of sight. And then when AJ kicks his butt, he acts like a spoiled brat. I know. Like, the last time he got beaten, which was by Brock, he toughened up. He's like, oh, okay, I need to change my tactics and toughen up. This time, he's just like, meh. It's because Ash is really, really cocky for no reason. Yeah, but at least he doesn't assault his Pokemon. No, he just plugs them in and tortures them in the pursuit of power. Which was Flint's idea. Ash still did it. Ash is a massive hypocrite. But, like, Sanshu is not allowed to go near water because it's it's a weakness of his. And yet AJ's just like, oh, get in the water. No, don't. Don't do this. He can train his Pokemon however he likes. No, it's not, it's not a nice way. They're not enjoying themselves. Might not be nice, but it's his way of doing things. And Ash has no right to go in there and try and steal his Pokemon. To be fair, I would have done the same thing. You don't go in there and try and say, ditch this guy, come with me. It upsets me to see someone basically taking, catching them to an extreme of catching them and enslaving them in this situation. And and, and with the bondage and the whips and everything, it just sort of weirds me out. It's personal training. It's not personal training because he's not personally training them. He puts them in a room with a bell, gets them to do stuff until they're tired. If you had a personal trainer, would you be with them 24-7? No. Exactly. <laughs> he doesn't spend time with, apart from Sandshrew, which he spends time hitting. Sandshrew is made of rocks. He probably barely even feels the whip anyway. Mm. They're both terrible people in this episode. I can forgive AJ. I can't forgive Ash. No. Ash is such... <sighs> I hate him. I hate it so much. I came away from watching this episode and physically wanted to punch something. I was so angry at Ash. Uh, I had to express my frustration physically. I hated this episode so much. I didn't like this episode for completely different reasons. Just AJ. Just, I don't know where this moral comes from, but I just I don't like the idea of someone using that training method. Even Team Rocket don't do that to their Pokemon. 
Team Rocket treat their Pokemon a lot nicer than AJ treats his. I could, there's no love in there. There is. There's not. He's practically heartbroken when his Sandshrew goes missing. Oh, his Sandshrew, yeah, because it's the first one he got. He's got like two Rattata. He's got a Butterfree, which I thought you'd be excited about. And all the Butterfree does is collect the bag full of the new batch of Pokemon that he's kidnapped. Well, this is during the day while he's at work. At work whipping the Pokemon. Yeah, I guess it might be different at night time when they all chill out and he gives them his specially made food for them. He's gone to a lot of effort to help his Pokemon get stronger in battle. I'm not changing my stance. I don't like him. Well, that's, that's fair enough. You don't have to hurt your Pokemon to get them to be stronger. Unless you're Ash and then it's perfectly okay. It's not okay that Ash did it, <laughs> but he did it in a way that wasn't as clinical and awful. That makes it worse. It was more personal with Ash. It was completely experimental. It could have killed Pikachu. You don't know that. He didn't know that either. I'm pretty sure he even says, I'm sorry, but I I know it's going to hurt, but we have to do it to be strong. Oh, oh, do you reckon AJ maybe says that to his Pokemon? (sighs) We're not having a fight about this. I'm not fighting. You can't just... We are fighting about this. AJ decided the best thing he can do is get a whip and assault the Pokemon. That's his training regime, full stop. Ash's first port of call for training Pikachu wasn't, I'm going to stick you on this thing, it's going to hurt. He tried other ways first. How do you know AJ didn't try other ways first? I don't know. Please stop making me talk about this episode. I don't like it. It's got one of my favourite Pokemon in, but I don't like it. I can excuse AJ's way of training his Pokemon because that that's his way. He's perfectly entitled to do that. I can't excuse Ash being a complete and utter hypocrite about it and just being the biggest sore loser ever. I hate Ash's got so much. I'm going to change the, the, the conversation a bit now. So what was your favourite thing in this episode? <laughs> I've got another dislike still. Okay, let's, let's go for it. All of a sudden, the battle mechanics from in the games matter now. All of a sudden, electric types versus ground types don't work. But it was fine in the gym battle with Ash. And all of a sudden flying has an advantage against ground. But it didn't when it was with Ash. What the hell are you doing Pokemon? Where is the consistency? Why? (laughs) Okay. What was your favourite thing? I just want to... Jay, I understand. I understand why you hate Digimon. Because I hate Pokemon now. No, you can't hate Pokemon. (laughs) I hate Ash so much. What was your favourite thing? (laughs) You could do this. Sandshrew. Because I like Sandshrew. Mine is the same thing. Sandshrew because it's Sandshrew. I like Sandslash more. I like Sandshrew because it's simpler. And it's number 27. I've got all this rage running through my veins. I Ash so much. Okay, overall thoughts about this episode? Awful. It was really bad. I hated it. I don't like this episode. It's filler. It's kind of pointless. I didn't take a lot of notes because it was garbage. That is the note I took for overall thoughts. You hate AJ. I hate Ash. I'm not saying Ash was good in this episode. He was also bad. Ash was at his very worst. <laughs> true, true. But you also can't deny that AJ has got a very questionable training method. Yeah, I can, I can understand hating AJ. I can understand if he had like a bigger, tougher Pokemon. He's got two Rattata, a Beedrill, a Butterfree, a Sandshrew. <laughs> yes, both. They're bugs. They're going to have like thin skin and stuff. Can you imagine him whipping Butterfree? I imagine he probably doesn't do that. You can't pick and choose. If he's whipping Sandshrew, he's got to be whipping Butterfree. Now imagine him whipping Butterfree. Now how do you feel? Yeah, that would be awful. But I think he only whips Sandshrew because Sandshrew's tough and can take it. That is so awful. That's an awful phrase to say. Oh, he can take it. No, no, that's an awful thing. Sandshrew signed up for this. He agreed to this. I didn't mind AJ. I guess I was too distracted by Ash being... I really want to use rude words to describe Ash, but I'm going to resist it. I'm in a bad mood because I'm hungry and I need to talk about this garbage episode. In case you haven't heard of... uh, In case you haven't got the theme yet, I like food. 
case you haven't got the theme yet, I hate Ash. I really hope you start liking him at some point, because he's not a <laughs> little Do you really think I'm ever going to like Ash? I hope so. Okay, shall we move on? Because we're just getting angry, and I'm getting hungry, and I'm getting hangry. Please don't let every episode be like this. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like having to deal with Ash at his very worst. Now it's time for Mono A Mono, where we talk about the similarities and differences in these episodes. So let's start with our Monsters of the Week. Sandrew. Sandrew. Because it's Sandrew. Sandrew's cool. I like Sandslash that he evolves into as well. Or to be different, because I kind of don't want us to both have the same ones all the time. Devimon, because Devimon's pretty cool. This is the first time we've had the same one, I think. Well, I'm going to change it because I, I want us to have different ones every week. And I'm going to say Devimon because I really like Devimon's design. It's simple, but it's cool. It's got a lot going on with it. Design, like It's simple, but there's a lot happening. It's got like the belts and everything. It's got the holes in its wings. It's cool. I like Devimon. It's the first big bad they've got to fight. Which episode did you think had the best storyline? Hmm... <laughs> Ooh, I think it was Yu-Gi-Oh. No, it was Digimon. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's got the first bits of big plot happening. They finally met the first big bad, and it's not left off with them walking in a desert, which is good. And it didn't have evil people in that were supposed to be good characters, but were doing evil things. Were there any similarities in these episodes? The Pokemon and the Digimon both got tired. And there were there was bondage because of the belts. See, is there anything else we can think of? Uh... I feel like I'm rushing now because I hate this episode. Let's not lie, I am also rushing. We want it to be over. We're sorry. I'm not apologising, it's a bad episode. If you don't believe us, go and watch the episode and give us feedback. I'm not apologising for the episode. I'm apologising for us not covering it as well as I think we can do. I want feedback about this episode. Our emotions are on high right now because we... I, I actually... Homework for our listeners, go and watch episode 8 of Pokemon. The Path to the Pokemon League. And let us know what you think about it. Who's worse, AJ or Ash? Okay, yeah, who's worse, AJ or Ash? The correct answer is Ash. The correct answer is AJ. Let Ash be a bit smug because he's 10 and he's just got two badges. Okay. It doesn't excuse physical abuse. Which episode did you enjoy slash prefer the most? I wonder. I enjoyed Digimon more. I would probably enjoy watching the same episode of Digimon five times than watching this episode once. If I ever have to watch this episode of Pokemon again, I will be incredibly angry at somebody. Can you imagine if, if the recording on this gets damaged and we have to talk about it again? God, please no. Don't jinx it. Which episode do you think was worse? This episode or Togemon in Toy Town? This episode of Pokemon is the worst episode that we've had so far. No doubt. Okay. Ash is just so annoying. <laughs> so shall we just throw the point over to Digimon now then? Yes, of course Digimon gets the point. I've not been so passionately angry about something in ages. Would you like five minutes to get angry? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't need it and I need to calm down. Okay, so the score is... 5-3. to Pokemon. And <laughs> you're so angry about it. Oh, this upsets me. But also I could understand. Pokemon as a whole is good. It's just Ash that we have to stick with for the rest of this podcast. I'm seriously regretting suggesting that we did this. Why did I come up with this idea? Because you thought it would be fun. I thought it would be interesting. I didn't think it would be a painful experience. It's fine. We've only got hundreds of episodes left. I can finally empathise with Jay properly on Lost in Translation, Mom. Shall we get through this episode? Yeah. Okay. This next segment is called You Teach Me and I'll Teach You, where we take some time to look at other things beside the TV show and talk about ex- our experiences with them. Yay. You did it. Disclaimer, Sam is unwell and miserable <laughs> this week. 
This time we're focusing on the first and last games to be released. So, Stevie, do you know what the first games released were for each franchise, um, Pokemon and Digimon? For Pokemon, it was red and green, I think, in Japan. Or red and blue in okay, like, yeah. Europe and America. Um, for Digimon, I'm guessing it was Digimon World, but I might be wrong. It was, well, in America and Europe and stuff, it was Digimon World. But in Japan, they had uh, Digi- Digital Monster Version S Digimon Tamers. Oh, I've never heard Can of you that. Guess what platform that would be on? What platform? Yeah, it was released in 1998, if that helps. Ooh, it might have been, I don't know, the Nintendo 64? Nope. Was it the PlayStation then? Nope. Was it the Super Nintendo Entertainment System? It was uh, the Sega Saturn. The Sega Saturn? Yep. I forgot that Sega consoles used to exist. <laughs> okay. So, yes. The last right. games. No, no, the no. Latest no games. So, you were right. The first games were Pokemon Red and Green. Um, they were released on the 27th of February 1996 in Japan for the Game Boy. And Digimon was released, obviously, on the 23rd of September 1998 on Sega Saturn. And the newest games. Um, I'm going to cheat a little bit because I was going to find games that we've played, or at least that we've mostly played. Um, so we're going to stick to the main franchise games, especially for Pokemon, because we've had Pokemon Tournament, and I haven't played that. I don't know if you've played that or not. No, I don't even know the Wii U. We've had Detective Pikachu, which isn't even out in like England yet, so we can't do those. So we can stick to the main franchise games, and the newest ones are Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire which I'm assuming you've played. I've played like a bit of them. Okay, a bit a bit'll do. And then the newest Digimon game? Um, well, it's Cyber Sleuth here, but I think the new ones come out in Japan already. Like, what's it called? Like, Lost World. Or, not Lost World. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's Sonic. Uh, I need to check what the latest um, Digimon was. Next Order. Next Digimon Order. Order. Yeah. But we're not talking about that one because it's, we need to have yeah, played the games. It's Japanese, and we've not played it. Um, so we're going to be talking about red and green, or in our case, red and blue, and yellow. We can have yellow as well, because you've only played yellow, isn't it? So Yeah, I've played yellow, <laughs> and I've played about a tiny bit of red. The Digital Monster version S, Digimon Tamers. I don't think you've played that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I've emulated a little bit of it. Wait, so when did can, it come out, can... that one? 1998. Okay, well, I was two. Are you sure you didn't play it as, two, uh, two, as a two-year-old? No, I've never owned a Sega system. Okay, and then uh, we can talk about Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire and Cyber Sleuth. Mm-hmm. So let's go into each game in a little bit of detail. So Red and Green were the first incarnations of these games. They had slight updates before being released as Red and Blue, mostly having newer, more defined sprites than Green. Um, and do you know the plot of the games? You are a Pokemon trainer trying to get all the gym badges and defeat the Elite Four and the Pokemon Champion. Yep, that's pretty much it. You uh, go around, travel... The Kanto region, you catch Pokemon to complete the Pokedex, you defeat gym leaders to get the badges to defeat people four, and there's also a side plot of defeating Team Rocket in the process. Do you know the plot of Digital Monster Version S Digimon Tamers? No, I don't. <laughs> okay, well, the, the goal of the game was to raise a Digimon from an egg to a champion or ultimate, whilst collecting several coins scattered throughout File Island. I'm guessing they're plot important coins. I don't know why they have to be coins. Um, but there were several enemy players named hackers who were also trying to get the coins and they will use their Digimon to attack the player. So it's a little bit like Pokemon. Okay. Um, but these hackers are actually a parody of the series Kamen Rider. Um, they're a parody of the enemy organization. 
and they all have counterparts in the comics apparently i don't know what that means i didn't research that far ahead <laughs> um they are probably called malicious hackers um in the game manual and there seem to be some sort of criminal organization and there are different groups there are called the money hackers which appear when the player has high amounts of money and if the player loses the battle they take a large amount of money dj hackers which appear every saturday night and they're digging one of filth types and pirate hackers which are dressed up like pirates as the name suggests and apparently they're supposedly handsome and basically what you had to do is you had to train your digimon up get its strength up its speed up its wisdom etc to have it have certain stats to revolve into certain digimon and then you could also visit the cyber grocery store where you could buy food and other items during internet shopping and then the most recent releases which are omega ruby and alpha sapphire which is a remake of the game boy advance games have you played the game boy advance games no i've not oh okay well they they follow quite a similar plot um, to red and green it actually but uh instead of defeating team rocket you defeat team aqua and team magma because the pokemon games tend to follow a very 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 strict plot changing only ever so slightly with each generation and then cyber sleuth have you played cyber sleuth yes of course so the plot of cyber sleuth you know and i'll let everybody else know which is where you have to find out about this mystery about these weird attacks that have happened to people um using eden which is the game sort of version of the internet you team up with Digimon to find out what's happened to these people who sort of go into comas. You yourself end up in a coma and get a half-digital body, which gives you some special powers and stuff. But I'm not going to spoil the game because it's, it's a plot-heavy game and it's full of spoilers. So if you really like that sort of thing, you should play it. So which of these games have you played, Stevie? I've played Pokemon Yellow, mm-hmm. Pokemon Alpha Sapphire, and Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth. Cool. I have played... Red, blue, and a little bit of the Digimon game, just to have some sort of input about this segment. It's very confusing. It wasn't in English, and I had very little idea of what was going on. And then uh, I've played Omega Ruby and Cyber Sleuth. So which do you think had the better plot lines? Um, out of all of them. Well, I don't know anything about... Well, out of all of them, probably Cyber Sleuth. Cause you think? It's, it's got enough plot to fill, like, 20 chapters of game. Mm. And it definitely kept me absorbed. I enjoyed going through it and working out who the bad guys were and why I was in a coma and all that stuff. I just, I don't know. It's more intricate than in the other games. Mm. I I definitely enjoyed Cyber Sleuth the most out of um, Omega Ruby and Sapphire and, and, and Cyber Sleuth. Because obviously um, Ruby and Sapphire being a remake, I've already played the game before. It was one of my favourite sort of titles the original one um on the game boy advance but it was it was nice to have this little update because um pokemon seems to have a habit of releasing a generation of two games and then having a third game which is almost like an amalgamation of the two with some bonus bits and then doing a remake which started with um fire red i think was their first remake um but it's nice to see this new story and this new concept in cyber sleuth which i thought was quite nice um I like the, the design as well. It was all sort of, it had nice, especially in, in um, Eden, all the lines had like, they had like purple lines and stuff around them. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed Cyber Sleuth. It was okay to play um, Ruby and Sapphire, but as I've said, um, I've said to a couple of people, you just sort of go through the motions now with Pokemon games. That's why I'm playing through it now. Like not right now, but obviously. Mm. But I'm trying to do a Nuzlocke for my first playthrough of it to try and mix it up a little. Mm. make it more fresh i suppose with pokemon games they uh they have a, a, a formula and they like to keep to it 
because if you look back at the first games because i really did enjoy um because like the first one i played was yellow like you um my brother got pokemon red and i wanted pokemon yellow but i got pinball instead <laughs> and then uh, a couple of weeks later i got pokemon yellow when it came out and it was nice it was it's a, it's a good story um there are slight differences like um team rocket is added in like uh, the actual jesse james and meowth they're added in into yellow which they aren't in uh, red and blue and um you only get one starter which was such a big decision for a lot of kids especially in my school in the playground it was a big divided factor to say oh which which pokemon did you start with hmm. which one would have you started with if you didn't have pikachu and all three of them <laughs> um squirtle probably okay i was always a charmander person i always picked charmander you like dinosaurs so that's why <laughs> so any bad games any of the games you didn't enjoy um out of these four the one i probably enjoyed least was the first digimon game because i've never played it so <laughs> okay apart from that one um so yeah, apart from that digimon game though it's probably pokemon yellow just because it's so old now it's hard to get as immersed in the world because the graphics are so much worse than anything we have nowadays mm. whereas back then it was like next level thing it was the latest latest handheld and you could sort of i don't know get more get more into the world and mm. get that i don't know just disbelief about that it that was definitely there i remember having um a lime green game boy color <laughs> because they had some amazing colors like lime green and my brother had a, a dark teal i think it was um but graphic wise compared to what we had at the time we had um what was it the playstation was out i think um i think it came out around that time or Um, shortly after and that was the the best graphic thing we had for a long time um but no it was it was nice to look at these little sprites that you had raised it definitely felt a lot more like um, a classic rpg at the time where you went and instead of finding characters in the world like specific set characters you found randomly generated ones i definitely had the most fun with um the original one but that was because i was what nine eight at the time yeah when you're nine you just your imagination runs wild with a game like that and also there was no strategy whatsoever (laughs) (laughs) the games have got a lot more complex for competitive Mm. players nowadays definitely with um ivs and evs and we're up to like 18 or 19 types or something like that Mm. we've got Fairy's the newest one. I'm amazed they haven't done like a a light type, but I suppose Fairy's supposed to be that. Yeah, Fairy and Dark. Just... They're complete opposites. Mm. Of course they are. <laughs> yeah, so we, I've played three out of the four games and most of them are pretty good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ignore me. I'm I'm tired and, and awful, so. But if I ignore you, then I'm just talking to myself. Join us again next time where we'll be watching episode 9. The School of Hard Knocks and Sub-Zero Ice Punch. You can subscribe to the Boncast on SoundCloud, Stitcher and iTunes. And if you'd like to leave an iTunes or Stitcher review for us, we'd be really grateful. You can find our social media on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr and with the Will forums to search for the Moncast. Or you can email us at themoncastpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to contact us if you want anything mentioned on the show and we'll cover it in the next Admonestration segment. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Why am I so happy? Because you don't have to talk about this damn episode again.
Oh, it's the worst. I'm so upset by this episode. I feel like that pokey discussion is going to be incredibly short and incredibly angry, and we may get lots of response to it. Concentrated anger. <laughs> That's the title of the episode. No, we should just call episode eight short and angry. <laughs> the angry one. The one where Stevie gets very angry. The one where we both get angry. We both get angry. We get angry at each other because we disagree on who's worst. There was, there was a little bit of anger there. And <laughs> it like, wasn't no, anything. the worst. We weren't defending anyone. We were, just, we were pointing at separate people going, they're the worst. No, they're the worst. At no point was I like, no, Ash is good. It was like, no, he's bad, but also this one's bad. 